Hi, Juliet here with a quick message before this episode starts. Everything you need to be more strategic amid the busyness of the school term is contained in the 170 plus episodes of this podcast. But sometimes you can get there a bit faster with some personalised help. I host a termly online workshop specifically designed to help the support staff within schools to make the shift from being reactive to strategic. Our next workshop is coming up soon and we're going to be reflecting on how things have gone this academic year and strategising for the academic year to come so that you can confidently prioritise your workload, overcome the obstacles that are holding you back and redirect your time and focus onto your priorities. At the end of the session, I promise you're going to be feeling more energised, ready to hit the ground running with a clear plan of action. This term's workshop is going to be run on Thursday the 16th of May, and you can find out more and book your place at www.consultjuliet.co.uk slash plan. I hope to see you there. Now, let's launch into this episode. What's much, much more difficult is trying to identify those risks which have a very low likelihood of happening. So they're very unlikely. But if they do occur, they would have a very high consequence for your school. Welcome to the Independent School Podcast. Thinking and acting strategically is the key to both securing the future of your school and helping to build a more equal and just world. My name's Juliette Corbett. I'm a consultant, speaker and facilitator specialising in helping independent schools. In this podcast, I translate tried and tested strategy and fundraising techniques into a language that works for schools. So if you're a senior leader in a private school and you want your daily work to feel less exhausting and more strategic, and if you want once more to feel the joy of making the world a better place through education, then you're in the right place. Welcome and let's get started on this week's episode. Hello and welcome to this fifth episode in the mini-series exploring the impact of the invasion of Ukraine. And in this episode we're going to be exploring the importance of reassessing the future risks that your school faces at this particular moment given the invasion of Ukraine. So one of the key roles of governors of a school and senior leaders is to identify, assess and mitigate against risk. In actual fact, this is true of corporate boards, of not-for-profit trustee boards, just as it is for boards of governors in schools. The key role here is to identify things which could happen in the future, which will negatively impact your organisation, assess to what extent they are likely to happen and to what extent they are likely to have a significant impact, and then make decisions around whether or not you're going to mitigate against those negative risks in the future. So in this episode, what I'm going to be doing is firstly talking a little bit about background, about why it's important that you're identifying risks, to give you a couple of new risks to really think about which have emerged because of the invasion of Ukraine, then to think a little bit more widely about how best your school can identify risks before finally thinking about some of the low-cost options that you have to mitigate against future risk. Before we dive into the detail, I wanted to let you know about a free resource I've created to help you prepare your school for the coming economic impact of the invasion of Ukraine. 
It's a checklist of things you need to think about and take action on now. And it's designed to prompt strategic conversations around the issues that actually matter. You can download your free copy at www.consultjuliet.co.uk slash checklist. Okay, now let's continue with this week's episode. So a board of governors, one of its key roles is to identify, assess and mitigate risk. And in some circumstances, that's relatively straightforward. You are likely to have a risk register or some other form of way of documenting the risks that you face and the actions that you're deciding to take to mitigate those risks. And some of the things on that risk register sort of roll over from year to year without a huge amount of thought. Things like the risk of a fire at your school. What's much, much more difficult is trying to identify those risks which have a very low likelihood of happening. So they're very unlikely. But if they do occur, they would have a very high consequence for your school. So the obvious example here is the pandemic. In 2019 or any time before the COVID-19 pandemic, Most schools would have considered there would be a low likelihood of a global pandemic. But if they had got as far as to identify this risk, they would probably have realised that it could have a significant consequence for them. Now, it's always easy in hindsight to say, yep, that should have been on our risk register. It's actually possible that it wasn't on your risk register. It caught a lot of us by surprise. And that's kind of one of the um, elements of human nature that we have to understand when we're looking at risk, that we think of these things as being very, very unlikely. But in actual fact, if you think back through certainly my working career, we've had pandemics, we've had wars, we've had cyber attacks, financial crises. These sorts of significant crises, these risks actually occur with relative frequency and although it's difficult to identify the exact nature of what's going to come next or indeed the timing of that I think one thing that we have learnt is that we should anticipate there being future crises that impact on our school so it's really important that school leaders are thinking about these issues at least once a year But certainly also that a discussion around risk should be triggered every time there's a significant shift in the external environment. And that's what we're seeing now. We're seeing so many changes and uncertainties that are rippling out from the horrendous situation that we're seeing unfold in Ukraine. That means this is the moment to be reassessing all of the risks on your risk register and looking for blind spots, thinking about things that maybe aren't identified at the moment as risks for you. So there are a couple of areas where I think you should be thinking about in a bit more detail. The first of these isn't a new risk, but it's a highly exacerbated risk. And that is the financial risk to your school from a combination of increased costs and a possibility of falls in income from pupil recruitment and potentially also from fundraising. And when combined, these are more significant, although not brand new, in a way that your school needs to reassess, remodel, rethink about the financial risk that it's facing at the moment. Now, I'm going to signpost you to some of the other episodes in the mini series that I've produced about the impact of Ukraine 
to hear my views a little bit more on pupil recruitment, on cost control and the wider impact of the economic sanctions that we've seen imposed on Russia. And you can use those episodes to think through what are the heightened risks that you face in the financial area. The other area I'd like to just draw your attention to briefly is the operational, financial and reputational risk of a similar crisis to the one that's happening in Ukraine occurring in a different country and one that your school operates in. Now, obviously, if your school was operating in Ukraine or in the countries surrounding that, you will have experienced this firsthand in this crisis. But if, for example, you have schools in other parts of the world that you are either operating or in a very deep partnership with, now is the time to think through what would happen if a similar international security crisis, whether it's exactly the same as the one in Ukraine with a war and an invasion, or whether it's a kind of a slower build, increasing of tensions and possibly a slower application of um, economic sanctions, for example. Think through the scenario. Do you know what actions you would take in the first 12, 24 hours of a similar crisis in a, a country that you are operating in? And if you don't, now is the time to get those contingency plans in place because these geopolitical events as we have now seen, can happen really quite quickly. So you need to be prepared and ready to act. So those aren't necessarily brand new risks, but they are certainly heightened risks as a result of the situation that we're seeing and the much higher levels of uncertainty that we're all experiencing at the moment. I wanted to touch also briefly on a few tips for how to stimulate conversation and discussion within your governors and your senior leadership team to help you best uncover and and explore these risks. So the first is it's critically important that these are discussions that are happening. Your governors and your senior leaders from within the school need to come together and have conversation. It's quite often not best done within a standard meeting that's got the agenda, you know, a timed agenda, it's all being minuted. Um, It's necessarily a constrained conversation in that setting. It's often better to have a much wider, almost free-moving discussion around these risks, allowing the conversation to go in different directions, but to make sure that it is a managed conversation so that you're not Uh, missing things as you go so there's some structure to it but you probably aren't going to get the best quality discussion within your standard kind of meeting governance agenda one of the ways other ways of thinking about this is to not just think about what events might happen and that's often what we think of with risk is what event might happen that will put us at risk but also to think through the key trends that are affecting you so what trends might get a little bit worse year on year for the next five years, let's say, which slowly, slowly ramp up the pressure and then eventually culminate in a risk to an area in which you perhaps had an initial weakness. So risks aren't always specific events. They can be a slow build-up of trends. So for example, if you currently have challenges generally when you're trying to recruit high quality teaching staff, it would be very worthwhile thinking about what are the trends that are affecting 
the recruitment of teaching staff that could get worse and worse year on year and you might not notice them happening but after five years you really are in a difficult position in terms of being able to deliver what you need to deliver as a school in terms of the education. So don't just think about events, also think about trends. And then finally, think about what happens if risks occur together. What if multiple smaller events or trends combine to hit at the same time? and therefore compound into a more significant risk than the one you might have expected. That's often actually one of the ways that we can view the pandemic. Yes, the pandemic was a specific um, event that occurred, and from a health point of view, it was very, very unique. But in actual fact, what it did was bring together negative trends or accelerate some of the negative trends we'd been seeing, and therefore compounded them into a negative impact and a risk for independent schools. So that's a few tips for identifying the risks. So make sure you have the right discussion culture. Think about trends as well as events and think about the risk of multiple things happening at the same time. A few thoughts finally to finish off our our episode this week around mitigation. One of the things, one of the criticisms I've heard from governors and senior leaders in this process is This is a bit of a waste of time because even if we were to read the future, read the tea leaves, predict correctly what was going to happen in future, we don't have the money to mitigate against these risks. And so what's the point? And the thing that I want to say here is mitigation can be really low cost. You don't have to invest lots of money in expensive solutions to mitigate against these low likelihood, high consequence risks. A couple of things that I recommend you think about firstly is what's called leading indicators and that is the ability as a team or leaders and governors to spot negative trends happening early. If you can identify in advance that you have a particular weakness around, we used recruitment of teaching staff as an example a few moments ago, let's say that you then identify some trends that could work against you in that in that area, you might want to be on the lookout for some of those indicators that will show you really early on that those trends are moving against you. It gives you a head start in terms of addressing a crisis or a risk that's emerging over time. It doesn't cost anything. It's all about mindset, identifying those leading indicators. Another thing you can do is to think about what could be called trigger decisions or turn to be contingency plans. And this is the concept that you will pre-think out as a team, as a group and document a process or a series of actions that you will take if a particular thing occurs. But you're not going to do anything about it right now. So you're not going to invest in any money in mitigation, but you are going to ensure that you've discussed what might happen and what you are planning to do if it happens. So you have those contingency plans in place, ready to enact quickly in a crisis. Again, pretty low cost, a bit of time to put together, but low cost, generally speaking, in terms of mitigating against those risks. The other way to look at mitigation is potentially to spend a little bit more money, but to mitigate and invest in areas which will help you 
to ride out a particular crisis that may or may not occur in future, but will help you anyway, even if times continue to be good. So for example, investment in improving your digital capability as a school, so not just your infrastructure, but the capability of your staff across your school to use that digital infrastructure. What that would do is potentially protect you against future risks of future pandemic lockdowns. It may also reduce the risk of cyber attack because your staff are a little bit more tech savvy and less likely to um, click on a link in an email. And often it's the human element that's the the weak spot when it comes to defence against cyber attacks. So it might help you to mitigate against some of those risks of things happening in the future But actually, it's also a really good thing anyway, because it's building efficiency, it's improving the delivery of your education, it's allowing you to collect data in a way that perhaps you hadn't been doing before. So so what you can do there is think about investment in digital capability as being part of a risk mitigation investment, but you're also making sure that that investment will pay off, will have benefits for you even if the good times continue and the crisis that you are mitigating against never actually occurs. So hopefully that's given you a slightly different way of thinking about reassessing the risks that your school faces. Yes, it is an essential role that governors play, but actually, even though people talk about the risk register as being one of the most dry activities they undertake as a governor... I think to some extent these are some of the most interesting conversations that governors and senior leaders can have, thinking about scenarios that could play out in future and then placing your school in the strongest position possible so that having identified and assessed those risks, you're then able to mitigate against them as far as possible. I love hearing your feedback. Do let me know if this episode is has been helpful for you or interesting for you. I've also Thanks found for listening that to the Independent the School Podcast, where having the podcast that helps senior leaders in private schools come to think and act more strategically, really both because they want to secure the future of their school and because and they want to help, help build a more equal and just world. You can listen in Fantastic. everywhere so that podcasts week, are available. And if you want to catch up on previous episodes or follow any of the links that I've mentioned today, just head over to www.consultjuliet.co.uk slash podcast. <laughs>